Sawinski's now hit 25 home runs, seemingly all 25 of them as negative narrative busters. Good morning to you. Good Friday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or hockey. I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Penguins where you found this. Pirates 2, Nationals nothing yesterday at PNC Park. I was over there covering it for DK Pittsburgh Sports. You're more than welcome to check out the written column that I produced from the scene almost entirely about Mitch Keller, who put up eight zeros, struck out seven, walked one, two hits over that time. He was just superb, superb. But even a pitcher putting up zeros needs somebody to put up something. And Swinski hit a solo shot in the second inning. Alfonso Rivas hit one in the fifth. And Jax was, in fact, his 25th. Nice little milestone. You know, that's a nice round baseball-ish kind of number. 25 home runs. Sounds awesome. And he's still so young. 23 years old. It just feels like there should be some bonafide excitement about having someone doing that at that age. But Jack generally doesn't allow for that because between his 25 home runs are 5 million strikeouts. Some walks but then not much of anything else. So yesterday, after his home run, Jack drops a single into left, went the other way, and I couldn't help but take a fun little dig at him afterward. I want to ask you about going the other way, because is that part of what's gotten you back on track here? Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm not even, I wouldn't say, you know, trying to go the other way. Um, you know, I think that happens, like, pretty naturally when I keep my head in a good spot, and a lot of the stuff we've been doing is trying to keep my head super quiet and trying to, you know, keep it up, keep it from diving into the plate as I move. Uh, just, you know, the eyes and the head, keeping it in a good position, because then I know where my barrel is, I know where, you know, I see the ball better and then basically everything's a little bit more natural and less forced so I could stay through that ball a little longer and my path's a little better so just little things like that and that's also Jack you hear the student in him this is not someone who's stubborn about what he is this is not someone who's saying but hey man I've got 25 home runs what else do you want from me that's just not his DNA He's working, and he's working tirelessly. Derek Shelton said after the game that when Jack was given a handful of days down recently, it wasn't the typical handful of days down when they usually advise the hitter to just take a break from hitting, get away from the cage, get away from the game for a bit. That's not what happened at all, according to Shelton. It was Jack and Andy Haynes getting to work. And Jack has credited Haynes for helping him to get out of whatever his last slump was. They all kind of seem the same, those four for 40s with 20 strikeouts. You know what I'm talking about? Well, in this case, and right now, Jack's got a seven-game hitting streak. 
He's 10 for 24 in that span with two home runs, three doubles, seven RBIs, and yes, even the occasional single. That's been pretty neat. He also hasn't struck out anywhere near as much over the past month. And that, look, I criticize Haynes. I criticize hitting coaches, and I criticize hitters. I'm nowhere near qualified to be any of those people. But man, it's hard to miss the corresponding nature of the cutdown in strikeouts, the additional contact, and the additional wealth of everything from Jack. He can hit home runs by accident. I got to tell you something that was actually kind of neat. The announced attendance yesterday was 10,000 and change. I don't even know if there were that many in the stadium. Thursday afternoon, absolutely gorgeous day, but you know, (laughs) the baseball kind of doesn't mean much. And when the ball went off Jack's bat, there was not a reaction at all from the crowd. None. And I find it kind of amusing that there was one for Revis's, even though Revis's took like an hour and a half to come back to earth. It was a really, really high shot that cleared the center field fence. Jack's, in contrast, was a no-doubter over the Clemente Wall, a very, very familiar destination for him. But it was so quiet off the bat. And now I'm not talking about the crowd. I'm talking about the ball off the bat because he hit it exactly that flush. If you've played this beautiful game at any level, at any point in your life, you will know exactly what I'm talking about because when you hit it just right, there's no sting, there's no reverberation, and there's no real clank or clunk. It's just boom, and it goes, and it's not noisy. Jax was almost completely silent, and the reaction from the crowd didn't come until the ball visibly cleared the wall. Really weird scene. If you were there yesterday, please reach out to me and share if that observation was accurate for you as well. But that's what he can do. He can put them out and it looks and maybe even is effortless. That's a special skill. That's not to be shrugged off. That's not to be dismissed whenever he does go through those slumps. And I say this in the middle of those four for 40s with 20 strikeouts. Every time I stick by him because he can do this and it does need to be brought out of him. And there has to become at some stage of his career a semblance of consistency at least for him to start, at least for him to be an everyday guy. Maybe he's better suited to a corner outfield position. He had a couple issues yesterday in center. He's got the athleticism, but not always some other things that you'd like to have. But to be in that lineup, to have your name penciled in there, you got to be able to avoid those valleys or at least minimize them. They can't be as tragic as his have been. When we come back, J1Q. 
This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern. That's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's home of Steak on a Stone, an eating experience, underscoring the word experience. The steak is brought to you partially cooked on an 800-degree stone, and you do the rest. It's a ton of fun, it's a great meal, and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. Your front door. Your car. Your bike. Your computer. Your gun. Safety is a habit. Every day you lock and secure your home and everything you want to keep safe. Gun safety and responsible storage are no different and the best way to help prevent accidents, misuse, and theft. If you have a firearm, own it, respect it, and secure it. Visit ProjectChildSafe.org. Brought to you by the National Shooting Sports Foundation and the Bureau of Justice Assistance. Today's J1Q comes from Joe, who says DK Mitch Keller now has 198 strikeouts. The last pitcher from the Pirates who had 200 was A.J. Burnett in 2013. Do 200 strikeouts have any importance to a player, or is that just a number? Well, Joe, it's not cool, and it never has been, and I doubt that it ever will be, for a player to get too caught up in individual mile markers, but once the season is very clearly elapsed or out of hand, it's okay to at least kind of drop a couple of hints in that regard. Now, I knew for months that one of Keller's goals for the 2023 season was to reach 200 innings and 200 strikeouts. 200 innings is going to be a little bit of a challenge for him. He has 17 and a third that he still needs, and only two starts, maybe a third, and I'm not sure I'd be forcing that on him either way. But 200 Ks, yeah, that one's just a couple away, and we can very much expect to see that eclipsed in his next start next week. So does it matter? Yeah, but in Mitch's case, you have to understand what the full context is. Mitch has always wanted to be, and I'm not guessing at this because he's told me this himself, the main man on the staff. If you want to call it the ace, if you want to call it the horse, you can call it whatever you want, but he's always wanted to be that number one. So the first step of that came at the beginning of this season when he got the ball for the opener in Cincinnati. Next big step, pitching really well. Next big step, all-star game in Los Angeles. Next big step, overcoming the only real lapse that he had all year. He went through about four or five starts where there was a legit struggle. But bouncing back from that, Joe, climbing back up to the heights that he been experiencing before that slump, before the All-Star game. Man, there's something different about that. There's something different about that for a starting pitcher. And for as much as that role has morphed, especially in recent years, now you're seeing the Pirates, man, every, every other day, 
putting out one of these openers, you know, an inning or two, and then somebody comes in and they're the bulk guy. And Mitch is just a starting pitcher from 1965. Mitch is a guy that just wants to have innings and strikeouts. And at the end of the day, win the game. Win the game. Remember pitching wins? I know nobody takes those seriously as an actual measure of a performance, but if you're going to get them, go ahead and take them. It might become a fun discussion to go over who's going to be this team's MVP for 2023. You can make cases for at least three or four guys. Brian Reynolds, David Bednar, but if I'm casting a vote right this second, I'm not overthinking it. It's going to be Keller. I appreciate the question, Joe. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. We'll be back with another one of these on Monday. Monday.